Trinity family and friends. This is Eric Kapoor, pastor at Trinity OC, and we are back. We took a little bit of a break there for Holy Week from our regular meditations on 1 Peter, but we're back. And what I want to say to you all right now is happy Easter season. It's a little bit new for me, and it might be a new concept for you, but Easter is actually meant to be not just a day, uh, but a whole season. It's meant to be celebrated for 50 days. Uh, it's been called a single joyful feast, a 50-day joyful feast. With all that's happening in our lives right now with COVID-19, all that is brought into our lives, doesn't that sound good? <laughs> a 50-day joyful feast, but it sounds almost impossible. Today, uh, for our meditation on 1 Peter, I want to focus on just one verse. And this verse in 1 Peter is really the key to us celebrating a single joyful feast, even in the midst of trials, in the midst of suffering, things going on around us, things going on inside of us, just like Peter's readers were facing. Now, his original readers were dealing with all kinds of griefs and sorrows, and he wrote them this letter in order that they might find hope and joy in the middle of all that they were going through. Let me start by reading verse 13 of chapter 1. It says, Therefore, with your minds ready for action, be sober-minded, and set your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. There's two things I want to share from this text. Verse 13 is a transition text in the letter. You see that from the word therefore. Peter is making a transition from talking about all that God has done and the implications for our identity as those who believe in Christ and who are found in Christ. And he's saying, therefore, here's how we respond to this living hope that has been given to us through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. If the resurrection is true and real, then, therefore, he says, it has implications for how we think. It has implications for our minds. He says, in order to live consistently from this hope, we're going to have to get our minds ready for action. The image here, uh, it could be literally translated, gird up the loins of your mind. And the picture is somebody gathering up uh, their clothes in those days. Their clothes were flowing. They were more like robes, gathering them up in order that they might run. So he says, uh, get your minds ready uh, for work, for action, for running, for effort. Uh, I heard it said recently by a therapist that uh, during this time, we, we have all kinds of emotions. We're experiencing probably the full range of emotions. And for a lot of us, a lot of emotions on the negative, what we would call the negative, or probably a better word, is hard emotions, difficult emotions. We're spending a lot of time there. And we have to acknowledge that. We can't deny that. We can't suppress that, those emotions we need to feel. They need to, to pass uh, through us and be expressed uh, to God and to others. 
And the reality is we can't control our emotions. That's one of the lies that we believe, that we have emotions, we can control those things. And that's not true. We have to feel those things. They simply are. But there is something that we can control. Not our feelings, not our emotions, but our thinking and our thoughts. And that's what Peter's recommending here to his readers who are suffering so much, going through all kinds of various trials. What he's saying to them is think carefully, specifically on where your hope is set. Most of the time, we want to avoid careful thinking like this, such as, where is my ultimate hope found and what certainty do I have that that hope will come true? So, for example, we don't like to think about things like, well, if this life is all there is, if death is the end, if there is no God and no resurrection, no right and wrong, if good will not win, if evil will persist in this world, then, then what, what hope can I have? Or maybe at a more day-to-day level, we think of uh, different hopes. We, we hope uh, that our plans will work out. Uh, we hope that this relationship uh, will work out. We hope that life will be more comfortable and more easy. We hope that this thing will end soon. We'll be able to go outside. We'll be able to embrace each other and see people. But when we think carefully about those hopes and what they're based in, the more we think carefully about it, the more we realize how uncertain they really are. Difficult times, trials have a way of forcing us uh, to think, or at least moving us, pushing us to think about our hope and our hopes. What Peter is saying is let trials, let hardship do this work in your mind. Don't avoid it. This is the way that you see where your hope is really set. And at the second part of this text, he says, set your hope completely on the grace to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And here it is, friends. Here is the application of Easter. Here is the truth of Easter. Now, it doesn't promise us that we'll be in control of all our emotions, but it does give us something to fix our minds on, to make sense of our emotions, from our sorrows, our despair, and our grief, to our longings, to our hope, and to our joys. Peter is saying that because the resurrection is true and real and it happened, then we can fix our hope completely, 100% on it, because it's 100% certain. And this enables us to put all of our other hopes in proper perspective. Some of our hopes that are good, our relational hopes, our career hopes, our aspirations and our dreams, even our day-to-day hopes that we'll have a good day. Some of those things will happen and they'll work out and they'll bring us great happiness. They'll lift our spirits up and some of those things will not work out and will be downcast and depressed. Peter says that these, imper- these, these perishable uh, hopes, these, these hopes that can be defiled and, and fade away, the best of them and the best hopes that we have that, that don't come to fruition 
as we move through life with its joys and its sorrows, as we move through this crisis, when our emotions are up and down, he says, you have something fixed, fixed for you, reserved for you. You can count on it. You will be raised with Christ. So fix your hope completely on that. And friends, that's the message of the resurrection. The resurrection is true. And as we're learning some of what our uh, hopes have been uh, placed in and seeing that they no longer can hold up, let me encourage you all with this. The resurrection does hold up and will hold up no matter what we're facing. He is risen. He is risen indeed. May you find joy. May you find hope in setting your hope completely on this. Peace be with you, friends.